grieving. Some families will be lost to one another forever. To those of you who face the difficulties of reconnecting with family and establishing ongoing relationships, we say sorry. We offer this apology in the hope that it will assist your healing and in order to shine a light on a dark period of our nation's history. To those who have fought for the truth to be heard, we hear you now. You're listening to Adopt Perspective, a podcast for anyone affected by adoption. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Sparrow. This podcast is a production of Jigsaw Queensland Post-Adoption Support Service. However, the views expressed are those of the people participating, not necessarily Jigsaw Queensland. The podcast discusses adult themes and listener discretion is advised. Last episode, we spoke to Michael Costello about his personal experience of applying for a discharge of an adoption order. Today, I'm talking to our forced adoption support service team leader, Andrea Lynch, more generally about the process and things to consider. Hi, Andrea. Thank you so much for joining us to discuss this complex process that is fairly new to us here in Queensland. Andrea, sometimes at Jigsaw, we get calls from from adopted people who are thinking about discharging their adoption. What is our role when they call? Hi, Joe. Well, our role at Jigsaw um, obviously is not to provide legal advice, but we're here to support the person to think through their decision and also to deal with the emotional responses that may be experienced during the process. As Michael explained last week, discharging an adoption can be a lengthy and stressful process. And like all big decisions in life, it warrants careful thought and consideration. Yeah. Yeah. And we won't be going into those legalities of discharging an adoption order today either, but rather, um, I guess, explaining what it is and some things for people to consider. Andrea, what does it mean to discharge an adoption order? Well, under the Adoption Act of 2009, um, a person who was adopted in Queensland can apply for a discharge and adoption order by making an application to the Queensland Supreme Court. So that can be an adopted person biological parent of an adopted person, an adoptive parent of an adopted person, or the chief executive of the department, any of those people can apply for a discharge of an adoption order. Um, what it means though, an adoption, discharge of adoption means undoing or reversing the legal effect of the order, of the adoption order. So when an adoption order, uh, when adoption is discharged by the Supreme Court, the legal effects are as though the adoption has never happened. So the biological parents become the legal parents again, and the adoptive parents are no longer the legal parents. A new birth certificate is issued, and that contains the names of the biological parents. The adoptive parents' names are no longer listed. So this then becomes the person's legal birth certificate and is used for all official purposes. So it's a reversal of the adoption order, essentially. Yeah. So when do we um, start being allowed to apply for discharges in Queensland? Well, before the Fair Adoption Act was the first time that an application could be made by adoptees or other parties to the adoption. Before that, the Act only, the previous Act only allowed for the Chief Executive of the Department to apply for a discharge and that was only for children. Okay. So it was really so, 2009 when, when it, this became available. Yeah. 
And I imagine um, that the effects of discharging an adoption order can be quite profound then. Yes, I think they are obviously very profound. And that's why, you know, we encourage people to think through all of the considerations about what the outcome will involve. Because there's, you know, changing an adoption, reversing an adoption means you're really changing the relationships, other people that you've known, such as adoptive siblings, your children potentially and subsequent children of of the adopted person, grandparents and extended family members, they're all impacted by this legal change to some extent. People also need to think about how it will affect legal documents. So they might have marriage certificates and their own children's birth certificates um, with the adoptee's adoptive name on them. So once the order's reversed, your name reverts to your birth name or a name you choose, and that sort of impacts the other certificates you have. As we've mentioned briefly before, it is quite stressful and emotional and can raise issues in terms of your identity as well um, and your place within your family and your community. So that's why we really recommend getting port when you're going through the process. And I think Michael in his interview last week really emphasised how important it was to him to have the support of the counsellor, not just the legal advisor he had, but also the counsellor throughout the process. So we'd just like to emphasise that emotional support is available from Jigsaw Queensland, but it's also other post-adoption support services, such as that run by the Benevolent Society. Yeah, excellent. And um, what about if you were born in an overseas country and then adopted by Australian citizens? Is the process the same? process is the same, uh, but I guess you would have to really think about or get a, really get legal advice about what that would mean in terms of your citizenship status. That would yeah, be another, wow. con- another factor to consider for those people yeah. born overseas, yes. So, Andrea, what are the grounds for a discharge of an adoption order? Well, there's three clauses in the Act. Um, so it's actually Section 219 of the Act that um, lists the reason or the uh, grounds for discharge. So the first ground is if the order was made or something was done for the purpose of making the order because of a false or misleading document or representation or because a person acted fraudulently or used undue influence on another person or in an improper way. The second clause is if the consent required for the adoption was not given freely or voluntarily by a person with capacity to give consent. And the third clause is there are other exceptional circumstances to warrant the discharge. Okay. So when you're doing the application, you need to reference what clause of the Act you are um, seeking to discharge the order on. Okay. You need to reference that Act in your application. Yeah. And I realise different states are going to have different processes, but how do I make an application to the Queensland Supreme Court? Well, you can actually do it on your own if you want to and have the skills and fortitude to do so. Generally speaking, we would recommend legal advice. The legal advice can really help you to go through the process more smoothly and in a more easier fashion. Seeking legal advice, there are some legal support services available that you know we can refer people to that may be free or Getting legal advice from someone is really important because they can help you with the application and also attend the hearing on your behalf. 
But if you do decide to do it yourself, you can complete an application. As I said, you need to do an affidavit which references the Act and your reasons for seeking the discharge. And we'll provide a link to the application form in our information sheet, which is in the episode notes. So once you've done your affidavit, you'd have to get it witnessed by JP, and then you go and register it in the court with your other documents. You can actually put in the application without getting permission from anyone else, such as your biological parents or your adoptive parents. However, um, you do need to serve each of those parties, that is your biological parents, if they're alive, your adoptive parents, and also the department, you need to send them copies of the affidavit and the application. They can um, actually, uh, if they wish to object to the application, you can still make it um, even if they don't attend the court or if they don't respond to the application. Okay, yeah. If they and did um, pose the application, then there will be a court hearing to okay. sort that out, yeah. So what happens after the adoption is discharged? Well, after the adoption is discharged, um, the section of the department that handles adoptions, which is now called Adoption and Permanent Care Services, will be notified by the court and they'll be provided with a copy of the discharge order. So they will then update all of their information and the original adoption order will no longer be legally valid. The department will also notify births, deaths and marriages of the discharge. Uh, the adoption is no longer in place. And so BDM will update the birth register with the information and will issue a new legal birth certificate containing the names of the biological parents. Um, the adoptive parents' names will no longer be on the certificate. As part of the application process, a person can actually ask the court to make a ruling that includes their preferred name. Because when people were born and then adopted, sometimes mothers did name the child, but other times they didn't name the child. The adopted person can make that part of their application to the court to say what they want their uh, name to be on the new birth certificate. It's oh, really powerful. Um, and we briefly covered this earlier, but is it recommended that someone pursuing a discharge should seek legal advice or representation? Uh, yes, it's it's highly recommended, um, as we said, because, you know, Michael explained, I think, quite well how deeply affecting this process is. So it can be very difficult for people to do it on their own. Yeah. So we do recommend, yeah, getting that legal advice. And as yeah. I said before, we've we've got some options for legal services on our info sheet, which is attached to the episode notes for this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Andrea. And um, I mean, that covers a lot of the process questions, I guess. And it leads us now to making the actual decision to pursue a discharge of an adoption order. And there is quite a lot to consider before taking those first steps, aren't there? Yes, yeah, that's right. And when we when I talk through the things that people need to consider, it's not in my intention to suggest that that's not something you should do. It's really just so that people are prepared and have thought through what the implications are. So some of the things, probably the first thing to consider is what, why are you wanting the discharge? 
What's your main aim? What are you hoping to gain from it? Whatever your goal is, is, is the discharge the best option in terms of achieving that goal? Could you consider other options for that? Being an adopted person may have been a significant part of your identity. Um, so you have to think about how the discharge will affect that because you're technically no longer an adopted person, <laughs> but you'd be feeling still feeling all the impacts of having been adopted. So, you know, you may have been very prominent member of the adoption community or you may have been involved in adoptee support groups or that, you know, it just would be in, in some ways after the discharge, you're no longer an adopted person and yet it is part of your identity. So, yeah, that's something to get your head around. That is something to get your head around, isn't it? Something I hadn't really considered. What about the implications of a discharge? What would you ask people to think about before they proceed? Well, they need to think about inheritance and wills because um, they're no longer the children of their adoptive parent. They need to think about, as we mentioned before, what name they want to be called after the adoption has been reversed. And then again, and also then how that will affect your other certificates. You're changing your birth certificate, so then your marriage certificates in your adoptive name, your children's birth certificates are in your adoptive name. So you have to be sorting that out as well afterwards, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a lot. So discharging an adoption order doesn't just affect the person applying for it then, does it? No, no. Yeah, you need to think about who else is going to be affected uh, and how. Do you, are you expecting when you do the application that your birth or your adoptive parents will be upset and whether they're likely to object because that would certainly add to the stress involved um, and will affect the relationships. If you've got children or grandchildren, how are they going to be affected? Um, if they're thinking of their adoptive parents as their grandparents and they're no longer legally are their grandparents after the order's discharged, etc. So really it's about thinking through the impact on relationships that you've got in your life already. And then there's the issue of changing your name, as we mentioned before, how that will affect yeah. other people. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you encourage people to think about regarding getting support? So I think they need to think about what support they already have and do they need more? What 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 you know, this is going to really add a whole level of stress to your life, potentially over a long period of time. Make sure you link in with support and get get support to do to go through the whole process. So and even the timing issue, if is this a good time for you to be pursuing this, knowing that it's going to be very stressful? Yeah. Look, thank you so much for talking through discharging an adoption order with us today, Andrea. Thank you, Joe, for inviting me. Um, and to read more about the process for discharging and adoption in Queensland, see our episode notes page for links to the relevant information and websites. And meanwhile, do you have a story you'd like to share with us? If you'd like to be interviewed for the podcast, jump onto the main podcast page of the Jigsaw Queensland website and complete the prospective guest form that you'll find there. And please note that Adopt Perspective can be listened to by people all over the world. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Adopt Perspective podcast. If you'd like to find out more, go to the podcast page on www.jigsawqueensland.com and you'll find a wealth of information and resources on the website. 
If you reside in Queensland, you can reach Jigsaw Queensland's Forced Adoption Support Service on toll-free 1800 210313 or you can call Jigsaw on 07 If you live in another state of Australia, you can still call the Forced Adoption Support Service number and your call will be answered by the Forced Adoption Support Service in the state that you're calling from. In every other state, Relationships Australia operates this service. A big thank you to Matt Sparrow for composing and recording our original theme music. Until next time, I'm Jo Sparrow saying farewell from Adopt Perspective, a podcast for anyone affected by adoption. Thank you.